know what? First of all, I just want to thank all of you for being here and taking the time to 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 uh, to welcome me, I guess, and this uh, initiate me in this deal. But uh, um, it's been you know ever since COVID nineteen started, I kind of stepped into this role when uh, when Alema had taken other op opportunities elsewhere, and so. Um, for me personally, it's been a it's been a very humbling experience. Um, you can always talk about what you think you would do if you're in my role, but when you're actually in it and being able to see it and be able to go through and try to execute a plan or a strategy to recruit uh, top athletes and for our program, uh, it is definitely very humbling. I'm grateful and honored that uh, Coach Sataki, Tom Homo, and those have, have put that burden, that responsibility on top of me. Um, I'm grateful for the challenge. Uh, it's been definitely something different in my past experience, I, uh, you know, coaching at, at Snow College at University of Utah and also here as part of the support staff for Coach Sataki with academics and the NFL liaison. I've had a, I've been able to see from a distance uh, different things that Tabito Pengawe or um, Lemma Fittismanu did, um, some of the great things they've done, and some of the laying down the foundation. And so I'm looking forward to the challenge of uh, putting my spin on it, putting my vision of BYU football and and the recruits that we're trying to attract here at, at BYU, so. Well, let me ask that follow-up then, and just what do you view as being your vision? Like, how would you kind of describe that vision? You know what, that's a great question, Jared. I had the opportunity, you know, with my son, Chaz, um, being able to, it wasn't always a foregone conclusion that BYU was a place, even though I was born you know, 71, I, bore, I was born in Provo. My dad was playing football here uh, under Coach LaBelle Edwards. Uh, the team doctor delivered me. Uh, but even then, I met my wife at BYU. And so it was never a foregone conclusion that, B, that Chaz was going to choose BYU to be here. Even though my dad played here, my brothers played here, my cousins played here. You know, I understood from a, um, being able to see that process through my two brothers that I wanted my son to make the, a decision that's going to be really for his life. Um, it's going to be five years of his life. Um, he's going to find his wife, most likely. He's going to find lifelong friends. He's going to find a career after football here. And so being able to go to all these different universities and be able to see what their pitch was, what, what they showed, what they, uh, what they had to offer, and then comparing that checklist to what BYU had to offer. I'll tell you right now, Jared, that there is no place like BYU. For, for a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we check all the boxes, and it's my job, my responsibility to be able to show recruits that they can find everything that they're looking for in a university here at BYU. I honestly believe that, plus so much more. There's so many things that, uh, you know, when I went to Stanford, and I went to UCLA, and I went to Utah, and I went to Washington, and Oregon, and all those different places, they all tried to attract you know, certain parts of their pitches to the LDS athlete, right? Um, one of the first things they did for me and my family is when we went and visit on unofficial visits or official visits is that they took us to the Institute building. They introduced us to the one or two people on the team that were members of the church. <clears throat> you don't get that. You can imitate it, but you can't replicate it here at BYU. And the BYU experience is something that I feel um, – that I need to share and to, uh, and to carry more and um, to be able to showcase everything that BYU has to offer. It makes it unique and very special. And so my vision is to not to reinvent the wheel, but to um, remind players, 
future recruits, parents, or BYU has to offer. And if in their checklist of things that they're looking for in their criteria for a university to play football, to what have you, if being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, uh, being a part of that culture is anywhere in the top five or six characteristics, then we got a shot and we're going to swing for that. And I feel like uh, there's no better place to, to achieve all your goals, all of them, than at BYU. And so my job is to not only have uh, them see it, but to have them feel it when they come on campus from the things that we share from our recruiting mailers, from our strategy, from that standpoint, is to, uh, is to not hide from it, but you share it. That's who we are. And so uh, I think that, that we can do a better job with that. I think that um, sometimes we lose what our identity is and trying to compare that we're a P5 school. We're a P5 school, but we also have this banner that we're holding, that we're carrying, that not all recruits are willing or are able to carry. And that's the, the banner of, of Brigham Young University and the banner of being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So not only are we looking for the top LDS athletes, the top, but we're looking for other uh, athletes as well that can fit into what BYU has to offer. So hopefully that answers the question, Jared. That was an excellent answer, Jason. I, I appreciate it and let these other, we'll, we'll move on and circle back if there's others to ask at the end, but thank you. Yep. All right, thank you, Jay. Go ahead. Hi, Jason. Uh, I just read an article in USA Today, I think yesterday, about how commits are double at this time of year than they were a year ago because of the pandemic. I just wonder if the experience is the same at BYU. Do you have double the commits? And why do you think that is? Why are so many guys committing early nowadays? Yeah, I think because uh, they're not having an opportunity to go and do on-campus visits be able to go and see, you know, in person. Um, I think the recruiting charge has been a lot, uh, has, is, you know, once the pandemic hit, the recruiting never stopped. As a matter of fact, it just got amped up um, because everybody is in their home. All the coaches throughout the country are in their home. They're watching film. They're looking at these recruits probably more so than they ever have because game planning and practice planning has, has, has not been the focal point. So everyone's been focused on recruiting. For us, uh, we have a unique challenge. You know, part of my responsibilities at BYU is personnel, uh, player personnel, which handles the roster. And so one of those things that we have is um, being able to manage missionaries, missionaries coming and going, but also who we've committed. Um, and so we have a very finite number of people that we can commit. As a matter of fact, for this class, it's gonna be a little bit smaller class uh, just to be able to manage, the prop manage it properly. Um, we tried to flip the roster in the last four years of trying to get Kalani recruits and get those guys in here. And so we've done a great job with that and sending guys on missions and so forth, but now they're all coming back. And so this next couple of classes can be really small. Um, so we're going to be very selective in who not only are we offering, but who we're, we're committing, we're going to accept those commits. So. Then just to follow up, are you finished recruiting the class of 2020? Or are you still looking at the portal? Or are you guys still uh, looking to add to the roster in 2020 at all? For the 2020 class, we're pretty full. We're always going to look for, you know, best athletes that are out there and that are available. But as far as right now, that means, it really means because we're full, 
to bring someone else on, we got to let someone else go, right? Because there's, there's 85 scholarships that we were allowed to have. And so we're pretty full. We're very happy with the team that we have, uh, with the guys that we have on our team. To, uh, and so we're not actively looking out to, to add more to the 2020 class. However, we're always going to see what's out there. We're never going to say no. We're always going to do our due diligence to try to, to see if that person can help us with our current team and is better per se, than, than, than what we have. If we'll improve our roster, we're always going to look. I'm good. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jay. Norma, do you have any questions? Yeah, you mentioned that you took over basically when the pandemic hit. What's been the biggest difference you've noticed from the way recruiting at BYU has had to adapt to the pandemic? Uh, you know, I think everybody was learning, right? So everybody, this was a whole new experience for us. It was, um, you know, I, you know, what they say, you just jump right into the frying pan and let's, let's rock and roll. I think one of the biggest things that we had to have more social media impressions. We had to be more uh, with graphics, with edits, with things that we're putting on, uh, on our social media, because that's what people were looking at being, you know, locked into their home. So I have an incredible staff that I work with at BYU, um, with Dave Broberg, with Stu Call, with Dave Amadova, and also with Jack DeMooney. Um, having those guys, that, I mean, we try to constantly have 10 to 11 uh, social media impressions. And I think that's been the way uh, that we've had to adapt, probably more so than we've had in the past, to make sure that we have those social media impressions, that we're reaching out, doing DMs, doing texting to our athletes, that we have edits and those things um, available for us so they see that we're that we're relevant you know and so <clears throat> that's one of the biggest things um, that we've done differently and of what you've done differently how much do you see still um, like how much of what you've had to change will continue to happen once things sort of start to regulate and get normal again yeah I think we're I think we were a little deficient in our social media impressions um, the last couple of years for me personally, um, I'm not a big Twitter guy or a big social media guy, but I understand that our, our athletes are, that our recruited athletes are. And so that's something that's going to continue to vamp up. You know, I, I would love to get as, I would love to get as many as I can. Obviously, you know, poor Dave Broberg, um, man, he's, he's been a champ for us. Um, he handles all of the athletic department, not just football. And so um, he's, He's put in a lot of hours, you know, Stu Call, Dave Amadova, Kiwi, those guys have done an incredible job of, uh, you know, late nights. We have these ideas, we meet together often to just make sure that we're pumping out um, not only relative information, but the, the amount, the quality and the quantity of information that's out there. I don't want to be left behind because other schools are able to put more stuff than, than what we are, you know? So uh, those are one of the basics that we have to we have to be competitive at it is with our, with our mailers, with our social media, all those types of things. Perfect. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks. Sean, do you have any questions? Yeah, Jason, you, you touched on this a little bit, but maybe we can explore it a little bit more. Um, how, how do you think what you've sort of been doing to this point on Kalani's staff with player personnel and that kind of thing, has that kind of prepared you to sort of take over recruiting and, and, sort of, I guess, sell the program for lack of a better, that's not the right word, but for lack of a better term, we'll, we'll sure. say that. Has has your previous position kind of helped you transition to this new role though? 
Absolutely. It's been huge. And I think that's the perspective that I, that I'm able to offer is that not only am I involved with the admissions of, of athletes, I'm also involved with the academics on a day to day with the academic uh, perspective, uh, with the honor code, with housing, um, you know, and with the NFL. And so I'm able to see a perspective from the BYU from the administrative side of what the mission of BYU is and making sure that the, the athletes that we brought that we bring in not only excel on the field, but are great fits for what the church stands for and what BYU stands for. And so be able to, to see all the struggles that our guys go through on a day-to-day with academics, with, uh, you know, with just the different things that BYU uh, requires or advocates um, has helped me see a bigger picture. You know, just, uh, it's not just the recruiting aspect, but the whole aspect of, uh, the whole spectrum of what BYU has to offer. That gives me a greater appreciation being able to be behind, being on the other side, you know what I mean? And I have a real knowledge and a real uh, working relationship with a lot of administration on campus. And so I'm able to see it from their perspective. Um, and hopefully we can bridge and, and continue to have chemistry with upper campus, lower campus, third floor, second floor, first floor, you know what I mean? And so I've been able to see a, a whole the whole vision of BYU football, of BYU. Is it, just to follow up to that, is part of that vision also kind of across sort of generations, I guess, because you mentioned it. I mean, you were literally born into the program with your dad, and then you saw even like your, your older brothers and cousins and everything come through the program, and now with your son and all that. Are you able to sort of bridge that vision as well, just generationally with some of these guys? You know, as a kid, I grew up, so after I lived in, uh, in Provo, Utah, my mom, and, my mom and dad moved us to California. My dad, at a young age, would wake me up on Saturdays to go to the church, to the stake center, to watch BYU football games in the Relief Society room or the primary room, right? And so I've always had this vision of what BYU was and what it stood for, you know, from far away. And so <clears throat> um, I think all of us, probably our age, that were in through the Lavelle era age, and you have this vision of what BYU is supposed to mean and what BYU represents. And I think, you know, going all across the country uh, with our team and being able to interact with fans, they all have the same vision that I do, you know, of what BYU stands for. And so being able to touch base on those, but also to be um, relative to what the athlete, what the new generation of athletes is looking for is huge. And I think that's why being able to experience it with my son, um, you know, my wife and I being able to go and see, you know, when you have multiple, when you start to get one or two or multiple offers, you have to start narrowing down. You can only choose one, right? And you got to make a checklist of what you're looking for. Just like if you're buying a car, if you're buying a TV or whatever, you make a checklist of what's important to you. And I was able to see that, you know, um, you know, different strengths that other schools have. And to be honest, like I said, Everything that I thought of as a kid about BYU football is real. It's now. It's very relevant. And I, it's my job to be able to show these new generation that you can achieve all your goals here at BYU. So. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Do you have some questions? Hey, I can't hear you, Mitch. Can you hear me now? 
That's okay. Mitch. Nice setup, Mitch. <laughs> Virtual background. Um, let's see. I was going to say, Jason, we're all excited to get to that new normal uh, throughout this uh, pandemic. And I'm curious, with college football recruiting, it feels like when you mentioned earlier, you know, kind of all hands on deck with recruiting in this virtual era, do you see the new normal in college football recruiting in becoming a, a virtual entity of sorts? Yeah, I think, I, I, I think so. I think you have to, um, because we're reaching out, not everyone can travel. We've had to meet and try to do virtual, you know, uh, uh, Zoom with recruits you know, Zoom meetings and be able to have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with FaceTime, being able to show our campus, throw, show the city of Provo, show uh, our locker room, show those different things based on just on virtual. I think that's going to be a huge part of our aspect because not everyone can afford to come take a trip on, on, on a visit, right, on unofficial visits. And so we got to be able to showcase those things so that they can experience, um, experience that, you know, and... Um, I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, it's a, you know, we've been working nonstop since day one of the pandemic. I've been working with Stu and with uh, Dave Almodova, with Kiwi, with those guys that are getting these video virtual tours together for us so that we can put that in our arsenal. When it comes to, to dishing out a scholarship, whether it's you know, the selective class of 2021 or 2022, 2023, what's kind of that, that process, maybe the chain of command and what goes into actually dishing out a scholarship offer to a potential student athlete? Absolutely. That's a great question, Mitch. So what I've implemented for, the, for moving forward is that we have, a, we have geographical areas that are assigned to area coaches. Now we can't, we're not like other programs that we can just recruit nationally, everybody, every state that we can go to. Um, but we have geographical areas that, that our coaches are assigned to. And then we have, you know, anyone, nationally that we can be able we have our GAs and our analysts go there and so they find the recruits they'll push it through to our to the area coach if the area coach loves them and wants to push them to an offer it goes right to the position coach position coach has to put his approval from the position coach it goes to the coordinator from the coordinator it comes to me now my job responsibility is not to necessarily identify talent but to make sure I pull their transcript make sure I do some background on to their bishop or to their school counselor or to their principal, just trying to get some character to make sure that they fit. Uh, and then check our roster and make sure that we have spots available for those certain positions. Um, from me, it goes to our head coach, Kalani. Kalani gives the final approval on all those, all those uh, criteria. He'll take the evaluations from the area coach, the position coach, the coordinator, take that in consideration. And then when he decides, hey, let's go, let's extend the offer, it'll, it'll, we'll extend the offer that way. We're going to be very selective um, with who we have and who we're bringing. Um, we're going to swing big. We're going to go after all the top guys, and uh, but not all the top guys probably are great fits for us. Does that make sense? And so we got to find the top LDS kids, the top kids in the state, and we're going to go after talent and then uh, and then by need, you know. And so if we're going to play a P5 schedule, which we are. We're going to need P5 kids. P5 student athletes, P5 players that are going to be competitive, not only on the field to help us win, but also off the field. They got to be competitive in the classroom. They got to be competitive. And I think the key word, the operative word is I don't need perfect kids or perfect uh, student athletes. I need guys that are willing to strive, strive to be better than where they already are and strive to live the honor code, strive 
to excel in the classroom, strive to be on the field. And so uh, that's kind of the process that we have. And like I said, we have a, we have a little bit of a roster crunch. So we're going to be super, super selective for 2021 and 2022 uh, and 2023 and moving forward. We're not going to be one of those programs that just extends offers all over the place. We're not the, we're not that guy because we need to do our homework to make sure we have the, the right people representing and carrying the banner of, uh, of Brigham Young University. It's great. Thanks, Jason. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, Jake, do you have any questions? Yeah, Jason, I wanted to ask you, how big of a role will the transfer portal play for you guys as you guys evaluate both high school versus maybe taking a transfer a year or two? I think it's going to be huge. Uh, transfer porters are, are uh, portal opportunities are, are something that we can, a quick, you know, not, not a quick fix, but yeah, per se, it's a quick fix that we can find someone right now that can come in that's already been a college athlete, that already knows, um, um, you know, knows what is expected of them, um, you know, and, you know, getting those guys to come in right away in both ways. You know, if they, if they, if, if we have, if we have guys on our own team that say, Hey, you know what? I feel like I should get more playing time. They go, we're going to be very welcoming. To, we want guys to succeed, but the transfer portal is going to be something that we definitely um, will look forward to. The hard part with the transfer portal, to be honest, is getting them into a grad program. Um, to get into a grad program at BYU and BYU's graduate graduate programs are very competitive. Um, and so getting them into a program that fits, that's, that's a challenge that we have um, at BYU is being able to get them into a program. Can guys like a Tyson Williams and Emmanuel Asupa who have gone as a grad transfer and had success help, I guess, facilitate that in terms of getting more guys into those grad programs once they see, hey, these guys can cut it? Absolutely. Those are, those guys were huge for us. Those guys came in with a clear purpose, with a clear, you know, football was obviously very, very important to them. Um, but also was their education. Both of those guys came in. They, you know, we don't have any pool uh, into the graduation graduate programs. Uh, there's really all of them on their own and they have to go in front of a board and you got to be able to sell, you know, what they're doing, uh, what their motives are and, I mean, we've been very fortunate that we've had some incredible graduate programs that are willing that may not have our guys may not have the academic things, but they're willing to listen and to see the hearts of these guys and the intent of these uh, individuals. And Tyson and Emmanuel were, were great representatives of those guys, you know, that did that. So, thanks, Jason. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Ben or Hunter. Did either of you want to chime in? Yeah, Jason, first of all, congratulations on the new position. Uh, second off, you kind of touched on social media presence as an area of concern and something you're trying to get better at. What are some of the other uh, areas of concern, areas of improvement that you want to focus on as you step into this role? You know, so when I stepped into this role, I did a, uh, a lot of research on recruits and trying to find across the national landscape of, of recruits and what they're looking for. In a program, I wanted to identify what are the things that they, that's the most important to them. One of the things that came up was, <clears throat> as far as uh, as far as influencers on on a young man uh, on his choice of university is a the relationship between the position coach. So the position coach, his relationship with the recruit is number one. Number two is the head coach. Number three is the mom, and number four is the dad. And so I've stressed to our co coaches, and I think they do a, 
a fabulous job of building relationships, but to understand that you have to be able to build relationships with these, uh, with these young men. And that means texting, DMing, handwritten cards. That means all those different things to build a genuine relationship with, uh, with these recruits. And no more, we need to go beyond, over and beyond, just be able to say, hey, you know what, we're wearing the, the Y on our shirt and this is BYU and you should come to BYU. We're gonna actively recruit and build relationships with these, uh, with these players and make them feel the love that we have for them and to show, showcase what the university is all about. You know, and it's, don't get it twisted. We are gonna win games. We wanna win games. And uh, that's first and foremost, <laughs> we didn't, we're not trying to field a team of Boy Scouts. We wanna win football games and to win, we need to have the best available athlete that fits what BYU has to offer. And uh, we're going to swing, man. We're going to swing for these guys. And like I said, um, our coaches understand their role in, in the recruiting process. They're the ones that go into their homes. They go to their school. They, visibly, they physically see these guys and visually see these guys perform. And just being able to remind them how important their interactions are uh, with these recruits has, has been a, a focal point of mine. <clears throat> Thanks, Jason. Mm-hmm. Ben, you're muted, Ben. Sorry about that, guys. Um, BYU is held to a pretty high standard because of its prior success, but also because I think it's a faith-run institution and many within the community and outside of the community hold it to a very high standard. And perceptionally, it seems like there's been a slight drop-off in the recruiting game of BYU. How can, how do you envision that uh, that that um, that perception being changed, and how long will it take to maybe gain that ground back? Well, I think that uh, that's a great question, Ben. Um, I think there is a perception that uh, that the top athletes don't want to come to BYU for whatever reason. Maybe they're afraid of the honor code. Uh, maybe they're afraid of you know the high academic standards and, and, you know, the struggles, the academic challenges that they're going to face. Um, I think there's that perception out there, but like I said, having, uh, um, we have to be able to show not only if, if our academics are a challenge. And like I said, if, for me personally, and for what I want our coaches to be able to do to identify is to go into the recruit and see what is important to them. And then it's my job to be able to showcase, okay, if this is important, if academics is important, if NFL is important, if off the field, you know, culture is important, then I got to be able to showcase that and, and be able to identify those things for them and showcase what BYU has. You know, academics are a challenge, but we have a strong academic support staff, right? And, you know, the honor code, for me personally, I love the honor code. I love how it's run. You know, they've made some great changes with Kevin Nutt and, and some things that they've done there. Um, that is something that we need to get our stamp of approval on. That's what makes us different. No one else has that like us, and we can't be afraid of it. And I think, you know, maybe it wasn't something that we were on the forefront of. It was almost, you know, a back burner type deal. But no, I, I think we need to be on the forefront and say, hey, yeah. This is the article. Who else will you want to be when you have 85 return missionaries on your team? Right? And like I said, the operative word is strive. 
all of these players on our team are striving to be better, to try to be young men, to try to be, you know, uh, honorable people on the field and off the field. And I think that needs to, I think that gravitates, that, that, that resonates to moms and dads. We should be an extension. They should see us as a staff, uh, as the athletic program, as an extension of them, of, of moms, of dads, and that they should feel safe um, coming here and, I think just trying to put, you know, I think you've seen a, not only the, the number of uh, social media impressions we're putting out there, but the, but the message that we're trying to share, right? And uh, it's very unique to BYU. You can't, like I said, other, other universities try to imitate it, but they can't replicate the BYU experience, and that's what we're trying to do. And as a follow-up to that, Jason, uh, with your experience as an NFL liaison, you spoke with uh, scouts, uh, NFL organizations, um, you know, you look at the five facets of being a student athlete at BYU. Many times we're nearsighted as athletes and they're only thinking NFL. How can you kind of connect all five to pitch a complete education, student athlete education, but really highlighting the development at, that you get at BYU as far as NFL potential? Absolutely. That's a great question, Ben. You know, I've met, I've been the last four and a half years, I've been the NFL liaison and will continue to do so. I've talked with hours and hours with every scout from every team with uh, two or three uh, the, from the area scout to the regional scout to the general managers. I've talked to every single one about BYU and BYU athletes. They all come in every single one every year. Uh, they love what we bring to the table. You know, obviously, uh, guys serving missions may hinder their opportunity because of the age requirement, but you see the NFL is sprinkled with BYU athletes all over the place, from Taysom to Jamal to the Kofusis to uh, Daniel Sorensen. Not only do we make it in the NFL, but we exceed, excel. And I think there's a perception there that we don't, that the guys can't come to, B can't come to the NFL if they come to BYU is, is simply false. Um, we may not have recruited the type of athletes that, that, that they're looking for in the past, but make no mistake about it, we're going after those athletes, you know, strong and heavy, and uh, we can show them. You know, our walls are littered with Steve Youngs and the, the past, and Ezekiel Ansa, Fred Warner, Shona Takitaki. These are guys that are very current, that are very recent guys. And so the NFL is not a big – making it to the NFL is not a stumbling block for us. I mean, we – I put our record against anybody, <laughs> you know, I put our record against anybody. Um, but our focal point is not just the NFL. It's so much further beyond the NFL where other schools, other universities, that's it. Come to here, we'll play the NFL. Well, we're so much more than that. Um, we offer so much more a life changing than just the NFL. If you want that, if that's your goal, we can get you there. But that's just one part of the aspect of BYU. Like you mentioned, Ben, there's so much more. Just the, the Silicon Slopes and all those people here. I mean, the fan base, Cougar Nation is amazing. Amazing. I don't think we've tapped into it as hard as, as much as we should. There are people out there that are owners and CEOs of big companies that are looking just for the BYU athlete. And I need to showcase that. I need to show them that, you know, the NFL is one aspect. We can check that box. Check it. But there's so much more that we have to offer. So. <clears throat> Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it.
Sorry, Casey, do you have a question or two? Uh, yeah, really quick. I just wanted to ask, um, you touched on the front end of what extending an offer looks like. Um, I wanted to know about uh, accepting a commit and what that process looks like. Absolutely. And so we're got to a point now um, where we have it set up where everyone on our staff knows who this individual is if we're going to accept the commit. It's not, a, it's not individualistic. Um, we collectively talk about these recruits. We look at the numbers. We look at the roster. But once we accept the commit, it doesn't end. We have to continue to recruit. We continue to recruit these guys. It's almost like if you're proposed to your girlfriend and then you stop and say, okay, I'll see you at the, I'll see you at the temple. You know, I'll see you at the altar. It doesn't stop like that. We have to continue to show love and to recruit these guys because just because we accept the commitment until they sign their name on the dotted line, they're still free game. Um, and other schools, it's, oh, wow, he committed to BYU. We're going to stop. This doesn't, you know what I mean? And so we have to continue to recruit these individuals and build that relationship and show them that we're going to carry them all the way through. And I think, you know, sometimes once you, it's such a big moment to be able to not only extend the offer, but to accept the commitment that sometimes you get like, okay, we got it. Well, let's move on to the next. And we forget that individual that has committed to us. And so it's my job and my responsibility to make sure we don't forget that commitment, that those commitments and those, uh, A, the offers are very important, are very, you know, uh, exclusive. And then the commitment is very exclusive too. And so by the time we accept the commitment now, the head coach, the coordinators, the position coach, the area coach, everybody on our staff knew, knows who that individual is. And so we're all in um, on keeping that, keeping that uh, communication going with that recruit. Well, and um, you touched on this a little bit with the Silicon Slopes comment with the NCAA and name image likeness that's looks like it's going to be changed. Um, can you talk just a little bit to BYU strategy with name image and likeness and Silicon Slopes and all of BYU's alumni? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, uh, I think that's huge. And I think that that's such a benefit for us because like I said, we have Cougar Nation. <laughs> there are people out there that are willing to do, um, they're willing to help our student athletes and have, their, have us represent their companies. We haven't really locked down the, you know, there's still, there's still some legislation with the NCAA. Um, so we're waiting to see what they come through, what the rules, what the regulations are, what the caps are, whatever. Uh, I think that's gonna happen in August or September. Uh, and so until then, Everything's been preliminary. I have reached out to uh, a, uh, a sports marketing, a, a branding person that does it for the NFL, just kind of get their ideas. Um, and so we're trying to lay the groundwork now just in case, just when and uh, when this legislation comes through, just so that we're, we're on the forefront um, of it, you know, and uh, we can showcase like, look, man, Cougar Nation is not only in Utah, Cougar Nation is worldwide and our reach is far and strong. And so that's going to, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a huge advantage for us because not other universities can, can, uh, can share that, you know. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Mitch, you had a follow-up? Yeah, Jason, I, I just wanted to ask uh, one more question. Uh, I'm curious, you know, how challenging can it be in recruiting to balance our chasing, but at the same time having the trust to, Maybe go, go against groupthink and trusting your guys 
own personal evaluations that maybe aren't high up in the star rankings? Yeah, I think, you know, that's always a challenge. I, I always believe that there's diamonds in the rough, always. Um, you know, the star rankings, you know, <clears throat> when I was at another institution, uh, they would evaluate, they did a big research report on, on the how star rankings affect. Is it true? Does it matter? And the bottom line is it does. The guys do an incredible job, an incredible job of ranking and evaluating talent. Um, and um, that's why I've implemented where a coach doesn't have to carry that burden on himself to try to find a diamond in the rough. He can go to the coordinator, get his idea, get his, his sign off on it. He can go to the position coach. He can go to the head coach and ourselves. And collectively, we can see, yes, he has all these measurables, blah, 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 and pull the offer. But I'd rather bring, you know, I know our nation, our, I know our fan base is very heavily involved in, in, in star rankings. Those matter. They matter to me. And we're going to go after the star guys. We're going to go after all those, all those guys, especially if they're in state and they're members of the church. We're going to go after them. And I don't care how many offers a kid has. If he has 30 offers, 40 offers, he has Alabama, every power five offer. It doesn't matter to me because, like I said, if they're a member of the church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saint, and that is somewhere in their top list of criteria, then we're going to go after it because there's, there's, uh, those schools cannot bring, cannot, cannot, uh, cannot, uh, replicate what we have to offer at BYU. There's a difference, man. There's a different field. And like I said, going on, going to all these different campuses and seeing these guys, there's a different feel in our locker room. There's a different feel in our, in our campus. There's a different feel from, uh, from our administration and from the professors. And you can't get that anywhere else other than BYU, man. And I'm so passionate about it. Uh, you know, I, we can win games too. We can win and we will win a lot of football games, but we need the athletes, man. We need the, those guys to come here, come home, come to BYU. <clears throat> Thanks, Jason. Jared, you had a follow-up? Yeah, Jason, you, you've mentioned the word strive quite a bit. And, you know, I was thinking about what the program and even your family here in the last few months have had to go through with, you know, maybe some missteps or some struggles or some issues. How does that kind of perspective, how, how do you bring that into the recruiting process? Because, you know, kids, kids are kids sometimes and make mistakes. How do you kind of balance that and try and figure that element out? You know what? I had a, that's a great question, Jared. Um, I've had, I've carried several leadership positions in the church um, from the high council, from Bishopric to work with the youth and work with the YSA. I'm currently on a, in a Bishopric YSA uh, here in Provo. And, you know, it, it's not cut and dry. <laughs> These young men have struggles. The young women have struggles in life. And um, be able to understand why they make certain choices or what's happening in their life has it, it's, it's really opened my eyes. Um, instead of just, you know, passing judgment and say, wow, you made this mistake, bam. Now I've gotten to more of why, what happened? What's going on? What's going on with your life that has made you on this path to make these choices? And that's been a huge, uh, that's been a huge part of me. And these guys' hearts, you know, you feel it. You feel their heart and where they're, these aren't bad kids. They're going to make bad choices, you know, and to let them know that, hey, there's still light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, learn from the mistakes that you've made. 
um, and then move forward. And I think that's, that's, I mean, that's all I could ask for is that, you know, life is hard. Life is extremely hard, especially if you're a student athlete that's away from home, away from their ward, away from their community, away from their family. There's no better place than at BYU to be able to, to be an extension, like I said, of not just what they do on the field. What they do on the field is important, don't get me wrong. But what they do off the field is even more so because they're gonna be members of the society, members of our community, future leaders of America, future leaders of the church, future leaders of BYU. And so that's holistically is very, very important to me. And I've been on the, I've been on it. I've been with my own children as a father, right? And uh, watching your kids go through uh, and make these choices, make these decisions. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. You don't want, you know, you don't want them to make choices, bad choices. You want them to do everything perfect, but that's not life. That's not what we're here on earth for is to, is to be tested. And we're going to make choices, but to say, you know what? I got your back. We're going to learn from this and move forward. And, you know, I've had several people in my own personal life uh, that reach out to me that way. And so, you know what, Jason, what a boneheaded mistake, but I got you. We're gonna get through this together, and I think that's important. I think that's, I think that's what we need to do as a as members of the church, but also members of BYU University, Brigham Young, is to is to help these guys go through these. Because if it's not us, then who, right? If it's not us, then who? <laughs> and it's very easy to throw daggers. Trust me. And I'm all about holding kids accountable and ho holding my own kids accountable, but also at the same time showing that, hey, this is part of the plan, and we're gonna move you forward through this and you're gonna rise from it. And so hopefully that answers your question.